Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 20, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Welcome back, Richie. Um, Origin's been decided already, as I expected, and we got to watch a decent round of NRL, including a massive Warriors win over those Dismal Dragons. Um, First of all, how was your weekend and what did you think of the round? Evening, Brad. My weekend was very good, thanks. Hope yours was as well. I really enjoyed the round, minus state of origin, of course. Uh, not that I didn't think it would go that way. I took Queensland, but uh, you kind of wish it would be a little more competitive. But, yeah, obviously the Warriors game was a massive was a massive high for the weekend, so long may that continue. Yeah, fingers crossed. And while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of State of Origin and Round 17 with an update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've um, prepared for each other. We'll then preview round 18 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of Super League. So um, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump straight into the top stories, Richie. No, no, no. We, 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 we discussed this pre-show. Okay, so folks, we have a new rule this time. If you would like to, us to stop the show and answer your question there and then and not wait for the Q&A section, you can do so. But you have to use Super Chat on YouTube, uh, which basically, basically send us some money. Um, and we will um, that, that help, we'll go towards help supporting the show. And then we will stop the show there and then and answer your question. So uh, that's your way to have some control and become the editor of the show um, rather than waiting for the Q&A section. All right. So after pause plug, we'll get on with it now. Um, so I'm going to myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, first bit of news came out, as always happens, the day after our show last week. Um it may have um, may have changed our tipping predictions as well, but um, Justin Holbrook has become the second coach to be fired this season, um, leaving the Titans effective immediately with um, Jim Lenahan um, taking over as interim coach until Des Hasler takes on the role in 2024. 
Um, your thoughts, Richie? I know um, Holbrook's come out and said he felt blindsided by the news. Um, but what's your take on the Titans um, sacking him? Uh, yeah, it's interesting one. Obviously, they had a poor year last year. The year before, uh, he coached them to eighth place and they, they squeaked into the playoffs. Uh, they've had one win this weekend just gone and now they're back in the, there in the eight again. So it's not like he had them too far off the money. Um, apparently, I think he had the, some KPIs that the club wanted him to sort of hit by this stage of the season and yeah, obviously not... Them. Not quite there yet, yeah. So um, she's a tough business. Yep, that's and um, that's right. I, I think it is a bit harsh, but clearly something needs to change with the Titans. Um, I think their biggest problem um, is their defense, and that is something. Even though they did okay last year, they still had that issue with the defense that hasn't changed at all. So um, bringing Des in does that help fix it? Who knows? It all depends which Des you get. If you get the Seagulls, Dez, or if you get the Bulldogs one. Yeah, true. Um, so uh, time will tell. Um, Holbrook does say that he, he still wishes to be a coach in the NRL. Um, I'm sure someone's going to end up picking him up as an assistant. Um, he's He's got talent, so he it's not like he's going to be off to the media or off doing a trade job or something. Um, mm. So I expect to see him still there somewhere. Um and, you know, there's always two or three coaches sacked every year, so he's always going to get a shot at um, offering um, his hand up to do another job soon. So good luck wherever he ends up. Um, and we may as well move on to the next one. Yep. Um, Jerome Luai, um, f- fan favourite of the show. Um, he got <laughs> in some drama um, after posting on social media after the New South Wales defeat. Um chill all your idiots um have work tomorrow we go again rah, rah. um he's claimed and freddie fitler came out and claimed as well it was in response to death threats i i know there's some passionate people out there that do stupid things like death threats but i don't i don't want to sound pessimistic but i don't buy it when it comes to Luai. um but what's your take you're the new south welshman on on the on the show yeah, you- so you defend your little rat I can't defend him. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a good look. Obviously, you get towed up. You go go on Instagram at four in the morning, whatever it was, and and make a cryptic sort of post like that. A lot of people are going to read it the wrong the wrong way, and and they did, and it caused a stir in the media. Now people don't want to pick ever again for New South Wales. It's yeah, I think you just got to know when to pick your moments and and not do things like that. So hopefully he's got someone advising him um, to do better next time. But as we know, Jerome Luai, he's he's not the best at reading the room. Uh, case in point, Brian Tuttle's wedding. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I've I've made um, no no secrets in my dislike of him. Um, but yeah, it was he didn't, as you said, didn't read the room. Um, I think yeah, if you perform as badly as his team did, I think the best thing is just to to keep your mouth shut. But again, uh, if if I I'm not gonna say uh, like kind of like Jack, he said he can't really blame him. I I blame him for everything, so it's different. But you can't. Um, I don't understand like. 
I'm a passionate fan, as you know, um, Richie. But I don't, I don't even bother sending messages to players if I'm upset if they've got a bad game. Um, Middle I have a show every week and I write a review, so I can do it there. But um, it you have your do therapy there. session. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, people people have a bad night at work. You know, you don't expect to get a whole lot of hate. It does kind of come with the territory a bit, and there are idiots out there that do stupid things. But then in saying that, the players can do stupid things too, which is most of our news tonight. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, I don't like him, so I am biased there. It's kind of a just harden up buttercup. But like Mark Roberts said there, he's a, he's a grub. Um, so he doesn't get sympathy when this type of stuff happens. If it was Nathan Cleary, um, one, Nathan Cleary wouldn't do that message. But two, if he was getting that type of treatment, people would be a bit more up. But it, it's a thing you can't police. I, I'm sure, like Paul's here, I'm sure Rugby Union gets its fair share as well. Yeah, just on the weekend, the Chiefs game. Oh, wait, that, that referee bloody deserved it. Yeah, you were one of the ones abusing him, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I don't do it for Union. Uh, I just said I don't <laughs> do it for League. Uh, no, I wasn't actually going to give, give the Union side of it. But, yeah, no, it was, there were some disgusting comments on the weekend for um, the, the referee, which was totally out of order. Uh, and uh, oh, not really. shouldn't, it shouldn't, shouldn't ever be allowed. But the, game. The, um, uh, the, the thing that um, I was going to say, that for, for me, by responding to it, you kind of in science that you give that person validation. You go, ha! Look, they uh, they actually uh, he read it, he saw it. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think in some ways you get it. So I think in, 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 they'd be better off just be trained uh, some social media training um, and for the players to mute these people um, or block them. Uh, so they just uh, and and just ignore them. I think uh, by commenting on it like this, in some ways you're adding, you know, you're, you're giving the validation. You're adding uh, some some fuel to uh, to the fire. Unfortunately. Yeah, mm. yeah, and a lot of them have just they don't have it. Um, like I know Sean Johnson. I think he's got he's got social media again, but he had he spent quite a long time just without it, um, just to make his own life easier. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sure this this season of the standoff won't end without another Lawai incident. I'm sure. So um, we'll wait and see. Um, we'll move on to Ben Hunt. Um, we talked a bit about it um, in your absence last week because it's a story yeah. that keeps building. It changed a lot this week. Um, there was rumours that um, the game against the Warriors would be his last game, and then it started coming out that he was going to be with the Broncos for the rest of the year and then move to the Titans for the next two years after that. Um, but the Dragons, they had a meeting with him on Monday, and the Dragons basically told him no. Um, he they've come out and said that he's going to honor his contract. Hunt's now said, you know, he's going to be a dragon for um, the rest of the year, which leaves mm. it. I, I personally see him getting released for next season, but the dragons, I, I've listened to a lot of media on YouTube, on, on Sky, everywhere about it. It's a situation right now where the team has a bit more of the power here. Because they can, they seem perfectly willing to go, you know, sit there and earn a million dollars in reserve grade. We don't care. You're staying. They want something to compensate them. And by doing this Broncos, then the Titans thing, it isn't yeah. going to be, um, they're not going to get the compensation they want. So it sounds like, if you believe the rumors, it sounds like they've 
put some lofty goals to the Titans, asking for Big Tino or Fotoweka in place of him. Um, and yeah, if they are going in with that mindset, they should get something decent, I would assume. Um, but yeah, what's your take on all of this? You didn't really get to give your input last week. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that the Dragons, as much as you don't like them, I'm. I'm happy that they're digging their heels in a little bit. Uh, completely agree that if they're going to release them early, where's the compensation? Um, and I, I don't like the fact that Ben Hunt was sitting in a team last place, not willing to budge on any positional changes, play hooker, but he's good to switch to club coming first or second um, mid-season and play hooker and do whatever that takes. Um, yeah. To be fair, I know he'd want to, he he wants to win a premiership, but he, doing it that way would just feel hollow, in my opinion. Anyway, probably wouldn't feel hollow for him, but um, from my point of view, outside looking in, yeah, it wouldn't sit. Doesn't sit yeah. the best with me. Yeah, um, that was the part. Like I, I think I talked about it last week, saying it makes more sense to let him go and use that million dollars on other players that actually want to play for you, but. Mm. Yeah, flicking him off to the Broncos so he can win a premiership potentially didn't sit right with me either. Um, so I was happy that didn't happen because it was like, and I felt for, you know, the young guys playing in the hooker role at the Broncos right now. Um, yeah. You know, what are they doing? Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. It, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I fully expect him to be wearing another team's jersey in 2024. Um, who that team is, we don't know. Um, he is playing the the homesick card, which is what every player does when they're in a team that's not winning. Yeah. Um, so it's technically meant to be a team in Queensland, and the only team really is the Titans that kind of need help in that halves area. Um, if he wanted to go to the Broncos full-time and be a hooker, that would be his role there. He's not going to go. The Dolphins don't really need him, do they? Um I know their their halves aren't as experienced, but I think Sean O'Sullivan was doing more than enough before he was injured. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. It's going to be a story that's going to keep developing. So no doubt we'll end up talking a bit more about it next week. And yeah, like as Paul said, he's got no sympathy for the Broncos because they ruined the multi. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about that just yet. We'll wait. Gummy Broncos. Um, last bit of news before we go into signings and injuries and all that um, is Reese Walsh, um, baby blue eyes. Um, after having a scuffle with Luai and Origin, um, it's great to see the grub from each team having a go at each other. Um, he was straight back into the thick of it with the Broncos, um, being sent straight to the judiciary for contrary conduct. I've been heard on the field using um, one of my favorite words, but it's not very polite, the C word. Um, towards the ref. He claims it was towards in the player. Um, the judiciary um, last night was eventful. I actually um, was getting, like, the updates. Um, and, yeah, it went for four hours, Richie. Um, kind of was dead in the water when they had David Fafida come out to defend him and accidentally say, yeah, Walsh said it to the ref, I mean Patrick Carrigan. Um so after all the toing and froing, he's got a he's got a um, a three match ban. Um, so what's your take? I I felt like it had to had to come because we've talked about other players being heard on their microphones. Um, the the mm. player 
um, microphones saying something they shouldn't and getting in trouble. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, three matches is, is fine for me. He's not in my team, so I don't care. Um, but what's your take on all of it? He he was out of control in that Broncos game, to be fair. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like he deserves a couple of weeks just for the way he's acting that whole game. Um, yeah. He was sort of boiling over, boiling over, going uh, going up to the ref on so many calls. I think uh, I think the ref actually spoke with Reynolds about it as well during the game, saying he's, yeah. he's got to uh, chill out a bit. Um, yeah, whether or not there's any truth to him saying that to Pat Car- Carrigan as he as he claims, I'm not so sure. I think it's it looked close enough to him directing it towards the ref where I think they kind of had to act on it. So, um, yeah, like you said, I don't really care. He's not on my team. He's in one of the teams above us. Um, so if that hurts them, then <laughs> from a selfish Warriors point of view, I'm all for it. Yeah, and, um, yeah, he's... We saw glimpses of it when he was with the Warriors as well. It's I'm not in the inner circle, but it just seems it's a, a talented young kid that's never been told no, so he can mm. get away with what he wants. Um, it's not the first time. I was the only thing I didn't like was it was on the field because, as you know, I'll, as Paul loves me doing, plugging other shows. When we did our prediction show with Ruin Hammer, um, one of my predictions was Reese Walsh would have a a big year for the Broncos, but it'd be derailed by an off-field scandal. Instead, he's getting derailed by on one on-field ones. So uh, I'll give you close. half yeah. a tick off. But um, yeah, I'm sure it won't be the last. Uh, he's got a lot of growing up to do. Um, I think I, I kind of said that when we talked about him leaving the club, saying like he's got all the talent in the world, but he's got mm. the emotional maturity of a child. And until he gets that, he'll never be a guy you can rely on week in, week out, which we're kind of seeing here. Um, It's fine when his team's, you know, you know, on these winning roles and doing everything right. But the moment stuff goes against them, he just spits the dummy, which Mm. you can't have. You can't have in the NRL um, if you want to consistently be a top team. So um, I feel, I feel like the better he's playing and the more confident he's getting, that behavior is getting worse too. I think he just yeah. kind of needs to have some kind of uh, some kind of moment, light bulb moment, whether that's someone having a conversation with him or someone at training slapping some sense into him. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll learn it. Yeah, it's exactly like the Luai situation. If you're allowed to punch players, um, this wouldn't be happening. Um, yeah. I'll move on. Can I, I, I know Paul doesn't like me endorsing violence too much. In, in <laughs> yeah. show, um, we'll move on. That was all the news. Um, I, th- I knew that stuff would take a bit long, so that was kind of all I stuck with. So we'll go to signings. Um, it's basically the manly show for signers this week, Richie. Um, they yeah, kind of yeah. bombarded us with signings left, right, and center. So they announced Luke Brooks from the Tigers on a four-year deal, um, Jackson Paulo on a three-year deal, Tommy Talau on a two-year deal, and then they also extended Josh Schuster's deal till the end of 2027. So um, we were talking about it when the Luke Brooks deal came out, saying, what does that mean for Schuster? I said, I assume Mm. that means he's moving on. Um, But no, he's staying too. So what's your take on on all of those signings for Manly? Um, Uh, How they fit it in the cap, I don't know. 
I was on board with the Luke Brooks thing. I I, I kind of thought Cherry Evans is a ball dominant half. Luke Brooks can kind of just take a back seat and and do more running, which he's he tends to be pretty good at. Um, then signing Schuster on, on a pretty big money deal for what you'd assume would probably be a back row position. It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, I don't know that he sort of has. I think he still has a lot of missed tackles in his game. He missed quite a. He, he's missed quite a few lately. I just don't think he's got that sort of hard edge about him for for a back row, or even though he's got the size about him, you know, perhaps he'll perhaps he'll learn it. But they've they seem to have thrown him a pretty big dollar value on his contract um, yeah. for potential. You know, he's he's definitely not proven yet, only in glimpses. Um, Jackson Polo and Tommy Talao as well. Um, yeah, handy enough pickups, but they seem to already yeah have have some you know have some decent players in those positions. So um, yeah, it's it's a bit weird. It is weird. Um, I guess uh, being completely facetious here, if you're planning for next year, you know that Tommy Turbo is not going to be there every round. So yeah. getting some depth, I guess. Um, and yeah i like the luke brooks idea there's been a lot of rumors people 100 percent speculating and uh yeah mark's just commenting well as well that um dce um does that mean he's either on gonna be on the move or retiring um i don't i don't know um it is a lot of money they've just spent so um yeah, I, I don't know. And yeah, it's it's confusing with the Schuster thing because as mm. Jacko said, Manly moved Kieran Foran on because Schuster basically drew a line in the sand and said, I want to be a half. So they let Foran go so Schuster could be. He hasn't succeeded so far. So And now they've got someone that will get that jersey over him every day of the week. Um, yeah. Then they offer him an, a big deal. So I don't, I don't understand. Unless they've... Unless... We've talked about it, how his manager's been out flaunting how much he wants in there, and he hasn't been getting bites. So maybe his manager was like, mate, I know you want to be a half, but you're not going to get that right now. So toe the line, take a deal, and um, we'll work on it next time. I don't know. Mm. See, Brad, we set top of the show, mate. If you want to stop the show and have your, have your question asked, you've got to show the money. But no, Brad's straight in there. Quoting other people's questions, Cole. He's got to wait for got to wait for the Q and A section, Brad. You, you, oh dear, get this right, get this right. Money, I, money, money. It's I, I'm not a money person. I, I I sit here with no money, so I'm sorry. I I'm, I'm trying to learn. Um, last one of signings. There wasn't that many. Um, and yet, cases said um, Schuster got rewarded for poor performance and effort. Will come back to bite them. Yeah, he's been signed big money deal on um, expected potential not yeah. on what he's delivering so um which does happen um it's bit many a team on the ass um where it, look at the luke brooks is a great example with the tigers they kept giving him a lot of money he um would be a fool to say no uh, if anyone asks you do you want a million dollars even though you probably don't deserve it um you're going to say yes aren't you so um yeah, yeah. Simon says to listen to Paul because Paul knows a lot about money. It's because he's yeah. the growing up here. Not sure, not sure where we know where that where, where that's going from. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, 
Yeah, but so the flip side is you end up uh, if you if you don't pay for potential and you pay for what they're doing now, you end up with the Sonny Bill Williams situation where the guys on a long contract getting underpaid and they're upset. So uh, it's a no-win situation um, yeah. in, uh, in 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 some 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 forms um, about that. Sonny kind of won in that situation. Yeah. Well, eventually, <laughs> um, you just walk out. That's what you do. Um, yeah, and then the last one is Wigan Warriors. They um, announced the signing of Cruz Leming um, on a four-year deal from 2024. Um, he was in the Super League, came down here as with the Titans. Um, not really getting a lot of look-ins at the moment, but doing reasonably well in their reserve grade. And, um, yeah, so that was an experiment that maybe kind of didn't work for him. Um, but a big four-year deal going to play for Wigan is not a bad mm. Not a bad deal for uh, um, a guy from the UK anyway. So um, what's your take on Cruz coming to my my mighty Wigan Warriors? Um, yeah, it's obviously he's seen as a good enough... Um, here you go, Brad. He's seen as a good enough talent to uh, come to the NRL to have a crack. So, um, yeah, it's good for, good for our team, our Super mm. League team, that is, the other Warriors, to... Um, it's going to be a good pickup. So yeah. hopefully, from next season, push us closer to the um, closer to the title. Yeah, and since you donated money, do you want to actually say something about that now, or did you just want to flaunt that you have money unlike the rest of us? No, I, cl- I accidentally clicked send before typing the question. My question for you was, if uh, if Rob could sort you out with a with a Jesse Royal T shirt, will you wear it on the show? No. No. Well, that was that wasn't worth my money then, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. How, how much will it take? <laughs> yeah, a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> never do that. Um, so, you want to say something too, Paul? Before we move on? Uh, yes, yeah, so I say before we move on to the next section, folks. Um, Brad is uh, doing um, uh, shave for a cure. Um, someone's asking asked in uh, the the live chat when that's going to be um, cut off. It's going to be done this Friday, folks. So, um, please get in there and support him. He's doing great so far. Um, raising so currently raising over one and a half thousand dollars for um shape for, for a cure um i've uh, just put the link into the live chat so folks please um head on over there and um support brad um in his uh, good deed this friday which i'll be videoing we may even live stream it um we'll see yeah i don't know I, if it's I, people wanting to help charity or if they just want to see me with no hair i don't know what it is i definitely um, want to see you with no hair i can't wait You've seen it before. Um, I know. It's good to see it again. It's the wrong time of year to do it. Does, does it include waxing your back as well? I don't know. It's, uh... No. It's just 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 up on the hair. Um, Are you volunteering, Paul? He's going to be there, so you, you never know. Um, so we'll move on to um, injury chat. Oh, wait. There was a comment I saw. I know Paul yells at me. Um, I'm bringing it up. Oh, no. Paul, Paul's bringing it up. See, I'm taking over. Um, talking about the the long term deals and that if you're underpaying, you can end up like Jason Tomolo, which I think we've mentioned it before. He got like a massive. It was like ten years, wasn't it? Yeah, ten um, years. Basically, signing his life away, and um, you know you could say he's getting overpaid for it now. He's not the the blockbuster player he was. He's never really talked about in terms of like a devastating player like he used to be anymore. Um, still a good player, but is he worth that? The huge chunk of change the Cowboys are paying him now. I'm not so sure. 
he probably was worth it at, at the, the time. time. But yeah, the game's sort of the style of the game's passed him by a little bit where he's he's no longer seen in that top. I think he's still a very good player, obviously, but Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You you talented player, but yeah, not not a million dollar player anymore. Mm. But um we'll move into injuries. There's quite a few, but I've, I've kind of narrowed it down to four that I think are important for how their team goes. Um, start off with uh, Tommy Turbo. Uh, tore his pick in origin, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. I was kind of looking at it, and I was trying to figure out the last time I got to watch Tommy Turbo live. And I don't – it's been it's been years. Obviously, we had COVID, but it felt like every time the Warriors were playing them in Mount, um, Mount Smart, he was out injured. So – um, devastating for him, um, even more devastating for Manly, um, who kind of put all their chips on him. Um, what's your take on Tommy Turbo going out? Devastating for New South Wales too, because they had to play a hooker in his position. But well, they didn't um, have to; they chose to. No, that, yeah, exactly. We'll get to that. Yeah, you feel terrible for the guy. He he just can't catch a break. You know, it's sort of rinse and repeat. Um, every season he has a serious injury injury of sorts. So, yeah, um, yeah, devastating for Manly. Obviously, they don't tend to go very well without him. But first and foremost, devastating for him because you know he's it he probably should be one of the elite players of our game for the past few years. But um, injuries just keep stopping it from happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I'm a fan of him on the field, um, but yeah, he's got a horror run, and if it's, it's not like it's the same injury every time. <laughs> yeah, he just picks a new body part that he wants to ruin. Um, I don't know. Um, it was poor tackling, poor tackling technique that did this. Uh, you know, he couldn't stop the the quickness that was Queensland. Um, but. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, you got to wonder if there's going to be a point where Manly just tell him, mate, you're not playing Origin anymore. Um, yeah. You know, if you're going to get injured, at least get injured for us. Um, but, yeah, and, yeah, uh, like Mikey said, uh, Tom unable to carry a team's worn him down. Yeah, he's got – you could effectively say he basically has New South Wales and Manly on his back at times. Um, that's a lot of pressure on a, on a guy that is – a bit frail um but yeah hopefully he bounces back from this one um and doesn't get another one in 2024 um mm. but next one um kind of good news for us as biased warriors fans but latrell mitchell's still struggling with his calf injury and they they think he's not going to be back till round 21 um i talked about it on the show last week that he was getting rested um last week so he'd be ready to go for the warriors and kind of said that's kind of what happens every Every time a big name comes back against the Warriors, but um, no, he's not making the trip. Um, so a bonus for us as Warriors fans, but um, not the greatest news for the Rabbitohs who are kind of hitting a bit of a lull at the moment. Yeah, and again, this wasn't the best for New South Wales. I feel like if we had those two guys we just talked about in the team, it would have been a lot more competitive, but yeah, it's. It's a bummer for South Sydney, obviously. They, they've not been in the best form over the past month or so, and probably a lot of that's directly related to a lack of this guy, Latrell Mitchell, and, and you know, origin period as well. So 
Yeah. I just have my fingers crossed we, we cash in on that this weekend. Yeah, fingers crossed. And then um, the last two, Josh Hodson's had surgery on his neck and will miss the next six to eight weeks. And Josh Papali'i um, left the Raiders game early with a hamstring complaint. I didn't really have a word on his return. Um, I don't recall. Was he named this week? Hold on. Um, I should have researched that before I went on, you know. Um, no, yeah, he's not named this week. So I, I do, it's usually like a week or two weeks um for that type of thing so big loss for um the raiders the eels seem to be doing okay without josh so yeah, yeah. Um, i almost feel like the eels play better with with brendan hands in the nine yeah. jersey yeah um yeah. so yeah so um last one before we get into reviewing the games naughty boy corner last week richie you missed the first week we had none no fines no bands um but this week they made up for it um Murata Nakore from the Warriors has got um, a three-match ban for a grade two careless high tackle. Um, what's your take on it? Um, I thought he was very unlucky. <laughs> you know my take on it. <laughs> thought it was a lovely tackle. Um, um, yeah. I, yeah. I Personally, I think he was simbined and then sent due to the injury, the fact that he laid um, Moses Sully out. If um, Moses had got up and nothing had happened, um, it wouldn't have even been called. So, oh look, um, I see, I see why he's picked up the suspension, um, having similar charges a, a couple of times recently now, and no doubt at all that Sully felt it. He sort of tried to stand up and then sort of stumbled, stumbled off to the side. He 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 wasn't in a good way, so he definitely felt the shoulder. Um, I don't think Neokore lined up the head though. He rather, um, sorely dropped, dropped yeah. into his shoulder. But hey, that's a like, that's a like the the Teddy situation where he always goes low into tackles. Yeah, and gets yeah. Off. That's contact sport, and I guess if we were watching Union, he'd probably have seen he'd probably have seen a red card to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Jacob Host from the Rabbitohs, um, he's out for two weeks for a grade two shoulder charge. And Jack DeBellin, um, I haven't seen his fully in match because he had two a uh, two-match ban potential for a grade two careless high tackle and then a grade one um, for dangerous contact. Um, so he got two. No, no, um, no Simbin for him in that game, though, of course. Mm. Um, hold on. This is... Just trying to see where if they actually game down with a, a whole lot. Jack DeBellin, he in fact um, only got six thousand dollar fine, so he was up for for time, but he didn't get it. Um, so well done to him beating the charge. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll jump in now. That's everything done there. Um, we'll jump into talking about Origin and the round. So we'll start off first, uh, Richie, with um, the state of Origin men's. Uh, Queensland yep. whooping those New South Wales boys 32 to 6. Yeah, did they ever? Um, six tries to one for Queensland. Val Holmes grabbing two. Murray Taolangi, the hammer. Tabuai Fado, Xavier Coates, and Jeremiah Nanai grabbing, grabbing the six tries. Only the one for New South Wales, the hooker playing out in the centres, Damien Cook. Yeah. Um, I've got my notes here for Queensland. They were actually behind on most of the stats. Um, 
I just felt they had more intensity and made the most of every chance they had. Um, Well-deserved win and almost certain to be 3-0 in this series. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Getting ahead of yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought... 3-0 before the series started. So. Yeah, you, pro- you're probably right too. But um, I thought Queensland showed a great ability to absorb everything New South Wales had. And in the end, I felt like they won comfortably with their sup- superior ability to convert their chances. Uh, I felt, I just felt like they owned all the big moments, even even when New South Wales had a lot of ball. And yeah, it was in the end pretty pretty convincing. Yeah, and your take on New South Wales? Like I just said, I feel like they had a good amount of ball and good field positions too, but they definitely were lacking the killer blow on attack. Uh, losing turbo early definitely didn't help and i think hindsight's a great thing but <laughs> like it, i think it was a bit of a questionable call to move cook out into the to the centers uh, in hindsight obviously i heard their their reasonings for it you know they felt like he had the better speed of all the options they had to move out into the centers they felt like he had uh, the most speed to help counter Reese Walsh sweeping around the back, but yeah, they Queensland saw that and targeted him all day. So yeah, um, I kind of got the same. Um, I think they just made too many poor choices, and I felt yeah, they barely dented the defense of Queensland. Um, losing Turbo um, and replacing with Cook was a strange option from Fittler, as you just mentioned. I personally would have had Cam Murray out there. Um, it may he may not be as fast, but he knows how to tackle. It, you know, you're going to get, you know, what you're going to get from Cam Murray. He never he never fails to deliver, does he? So hmm. it just seems like the right thing to do. But I'm not the I'm not a coach, so what do I know? Um, and then yeah, to be honest, I think they just need a clean out and bring in some new blood. Um, you know, I know like they like to to rely on the guys who've done it in the past, but it's not working. So. Hmm. Um, you know, change. They've got a hell of a lot of talent that they could bring in. So um, maybe we'll see that in this game, the dead rubber coming up, because it doesn't count, doesn't matter. Throw some new ones out there and see what happens. But Fittler loves giving a guy one origin and then never giving them another one. So um, it's a perfect chance for him to do that with a whole lot of new ones. Um, your player to stand out. I picked that big ogre-looking fella, Lindsay Collins. Um yeah, I just feel like he's tailor-made for this level. How many massive moments have you seen him produce over the first first two matches? So, Mate, um, he's going to be I'm, fullback in the last game. I'm kind of surprised you didn't pick him, seeing as though you're the, you're the front rower. But, um, yeah, I thought he's been outstanding the whole series so far. Yeah, um, he was close. He, he's, been, he's been massive for them. Um, but I went with Reese Walsh. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had a couple you? of... He had a couple of try assists. Um, he did look dangerous out there, you know, um, was one of the first guys in a while to actually, you know, try to to attack Jerome Luai. So he got a tick in my book. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I had a laugh. It, it was an entertaining time. So I went with Walshy. He, he was exciting. Um, so what, yeah. What do you do? It was. It was entertaining. Um, so next game, the the women's um, origin game, which was a lot more competitive than the male yep. counterpart. But uh, New South Wales getting the win here, eighteen to fourteen. Yeah. Um, 
Oh no, no, it was the other way around, wasn't it? New South Wales won eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you want to give us the rundown? Uh, yep. So it, it was actually three tries apiece in this one. Um, Tamika Upton, Emily Bass, and Taryn Aitken were the try scorers for Queensland. For New South Wales, Tiana Penitani got two, and Yasmin Clydesdale grabbed the third. The difference in the scoring, Jesse Southwell's boot, one from three with conversions and two penalty goals, which ultimately that was the difference. Yeah, um, so New South Wales, um, yeah, I thought they, they looked a bit more dangerous at times. Um, but, yeah, they got the win, um, didn't get the series. Um, but, yeah. It was a good effort. Um, they showed hard out there, which is a lot more than you can say for their male counterparts. On New South Wales, yeah. um, I think this will be a bit of a hollow win for New South Wales as they couldn't cover the points difference enough to take the series. Um, so I think a three-game series is a must. And hopefully the NRLW can kick off before the series in future is... You know, looks like a bit of rust is evident, but um, yeah, good, good yeah. to get the win, but unfortunate, no, no serious result. Yeah, still, still a high error rate, which we kind of expected, but it was down from the first one. Um, yeah. yeah, Queensland, they were in the fight. Um, they just didn't have that little bit of polish that they needed. Um, and yeah, it it pushes the claims that it should be a three match series when you know they're one apiece now. Um, to be honest, you've got a dead rubber in the men's, and you've got the woman can't can't fight for it. It doesn't seem right in my eyes. But hopefully, in time, we actually get a three match series. I don't understand why they don't bother. I know they did ask. Um, they they are pushing to get an actual eighty minute game as well. Mm. Um, so hopefully that happens too. But yeah, I thought it was a great um, great showing. Um, who was your player to look out for? Oh, I'm a little bit of bias here because I, I love it a bit. But uh, she, she to me is like my, um, like your your uh, thing Millie that you Boyle. have with Millie Boyle. Yeah. So I, I put Isabel Kelly. Uh, I just thought she bounced back really well from her pretty sickening blow to the throat that she got in the first game. And um, as she always is, she's a beast, very hard to handle out, out on the edge there and always breaking heaps of tackles, so yeah, I thought she was pretty big. Yeah, and I see on my slide, I didn't actually update mine. I had the one from last the last Origin game, so not very professional. Um, but it was, of <laughs> course, Millie Boyle. Um, yeah. Yeah, she just, you know, she looked good out in the middle. Looks good all the time anyway, but um, yeah, it was a great game. Great game from Millie. Um, unfortunately, I'm not looking forward to seeing her do that in a Roosters jersey, but them's the nice Nice to see we're tipping our, our footy crushes for our players that stood out. Very, very professional. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, it's fair to say I do that a lot in the uh, the men's code as well. <laughs> so, so speaking of the men's code, we'll get into uh, round 17 of the NRL, starting with uh, my game of the week um, on Friday night, the Warriors defeating the Dragons 48-18. to 18. Mm. If you want to go down the list, there's a bit – a bit to name out. Yeah, with with pleasure. Um, nine tries to three for the Warriors. Dallin Watini's Lesniak grabbed four. 
Marcelo Montoya, Bailey Serenin, Jackson Ford, Sean Johnson, and Rocco Berry were the try scorers. For the Dragons, uh, Tyrell Sloan, Zayn Musgrove, and Francis Muller were the three try scorers. Yeah, so um, it was a bit of a clunky first 20 minutes, I thought, for the Warriors. It felt I was getting a few um, unfortunate flashbacks to Napier, you know, the first game off the first bite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where they were kind of making a few shortcuts and it wasn't running off. But um, around the injection of Dylan Walker, um, everything started to kind of click and um, they got back into the groove that we've seen, you know, the past few games. And, um, yeah, solid effort from um, all involved. And good to see them pile on points against the bottom four side because it's something the Warriors have kind of had issues with in the past where when they're playing a team lower than them, they go down to their level. And they would, you know, it's you go, yay, the Warriors got to win um, in Wollongong, but they bet the Dragons like 24 to 18 instead of doing what they did here. So it's good to see them um, actually pile on some points on a team that they should have. So uh, mm. you'll take on the Warriors, Rich. Yeah, it kind of similar to you, Brad. Like the start, it, it was a bit slow, but I felt like we kept grinding away and knocking the door down bit by bit. And I felt like once we broke through, we were far too classy for them. The part, the shape and the passing, particularly left to right, was so slick uh, to the point where even when we were a man down, we were able to strip them for numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so satisfying. Like, so many guys stood up. Love what I saw from even guys like Rocco Berry, who's had his place questioned. But you can't deny his ability to put, to put his outside man away, like, Dylan cashed in a bit there, and it's not just him, but also Sean and Chance and even AFB's passing game. I think yeah. so So many players stood up, I could probably sit here and list the whole team. Yeah, and uh, like Jacko said, Montoya's try-saving tackle on Rava Lava, um, who burnt him last time they played each other. It was, yeah, it was tremendous. Yeah, they did so, so well. good. So good. But um, Dragons. You, Dragons, yes. Yeah, pretty much the opposite of what I just said for the Warriors. Uh, yeah, not so good for the Dragons. Uh, I don't know if the the hunt Ben Hunt saga may have been a distraction, but um, definitely at no point did they look like they could win this game. And yeah, if I if I supported the Dragons, thankfully I don't. I'd be very worried about the remainder of the year. Well, we wouldn't be friends for one. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Um, yeah, Dragons, still a mess. I, I say it every week. Um, Tyrell Sloan, though, was the only highlight in my eyes. As, as I said, he's in my fantasy team. Um, and these this game is kind of reasons why. He was really the only one that looked like he hadn't given up um, and was still trying some stuff, was causing some headaches early on. Um, but, yeah, the rest of the team looked like they, they've given up on the hunt. Certainly looked like he was over it. Um, he's already, you know, he's already spoken in the media. He doesn't want to be there. And um, he's out there leading the side around. So when your leader doesn't want to be there, what what's the rest of the team going to bloody do? Um, yeah. And I, I think the worst is yet to come for this team um, for this year. I think, you know, I don't see them bouncing back. And they've got to play the Warriors again um, in New Zealand. So Can't wait. That's going to be a good one. Um, you're coming up for that one, are you not? Yeah. I think that was the plan. Um, I, I don't even, I don't want to spoil it. Um, some other people said they might be coming too. I don't know if they've announced it. So um, I won't do it. 
Um, but yeah, that I'm looking forward to that game um, for sure. It's it's the second game marked on my calendar out of the Warriors games. But yeah, um, player to stand out. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a front rower mood this week. Uh, for Noah Blake, yeah, yeah I, I thought he was sensational again. The meters, obviously, that's his core role. But everything else, his late footwork, his passing, his his tip ons, the offload to Sean Johnson the, for a try. You know, he got a try assist in there. Um, yeah, I know everyone talks about Payne Haas, best front row in the game, but Fenor Blake's right there with them. I feel like this year. Yeah, I well, they they're two completely different styles of front rower. Um, yeah, they are. They are. But yeah. Um, I think the difference between the two um, is that f- small footwork. Like you said, like Payne Haas, you know, is going to just go and go through people where um, Adam just changes his line and hits the shoulder and squeezes through and is ready to pop an offload like we saw with Sean Johnson's try. Um, mm. Fantastic. But I didn't pick him. Um, I went with Dallin. Um, I, good, I cheated good choice. Yeah, I cheat on this. The guy I pick is the guy I give my player of the match in my review that I do every Monday. And uh, I gave it Dallin. Adam got two points from me this week in my three two ones. Mm. So he was close. But how could you not give it to Dallin in his first ever four try haul? Um, we were talking during the game saying, like, you know, he hasn't scored a hat trick yet. Then he got the hat trick. And it's like, that's great to see it happen. And then, boom, he, he adds a fourth one on. Um, 12 tries in nine games. Yeah, he's going unreal. He was yeah. he was so so good on the weekend. Yeah, and um, hopefully um, that continues to improve because he has been improving every week as well. Um, you kind of feel like you're always guaranteed at least two tries out of him at the moment. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully you see a couple more this week. Yeah, and, um, yeah, definitely. Move on to the next game. First game on Saturday, uh, the Eels uh, trying to emulate the Warriors here, doing a 48-20 to 20 win over the Dolphins. Yeah, and it was eight tries to four. Um, for the Eels, Andrew Davey, Jermaine Hopgood, Will Pinasini grabbed two, Clint Gutherson grabbed two, Bailey Simonson and Sean Russell were the try scorers. For the Dolphins, four try scorers, Braden McGrady, Hammer, so Tabuai Fido grabbed two, and Valence Tefati grabbed one. So, yeah, this one was pretty much all done and dusted by halftime. Conrad Harrell still knocking over those tries every week. Yeah. He's doing well. Um, yeah, dominant display from the Eels. Um, forwards created havoc, and the backs led by the flat-track bully just unloaded. Um, a bit like the Warriors match, the Eels needed to score big here. And um, they delivered, and they just need to keep it up. I, I think they're um, if they when they play like this, they are a, a massive threat. But they don't play like this all the time, which is their issue. Um, but your take on uh, the Eels? Yeah, extremely dominant in the first half, forty-two-four at halftime. Uh, thought their attack looked very potent, even without Dylan Brown. Deja Anasi slips in nicely there and does a good job. Um, yeah, when I watched them, like, in the first half, they look like they're back to the sort of form they were showing last year. Uh, obviously, poor start to the year, um, but their points differential now is really, really good. And 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They keep playing like this. I think they're a lock for the eight again. And, um, yeah. you know, we, we as we saw last year, they can give it a shake. Yeah, definitely. And your take on the Dolphins? Yeah, another really tough week for the Finns. Uh, unfortunately, they look to have run out of steam at this point of the year. I'm sure they'll pick up another few wins for the year, but the fairy tale side of things looks looks to have fizzled out. Yeah, I got more of the same for the Dolphins for me. Um, their depth's tested and they're starting to struggle as the, the year goes on. However, on the positive side of things, Jeremy Marshall King and Sean O'Sullivan are back this week. Yeah. Um, so that should help them get back on track a little bit. But, yeah, I think they've kind of done their dash. Um, always get proven wrong on this show, so I don't mind getting proven wrong again. But, yeah, I think yeah. their time's done. Um, your player to stand out, I know you picked the same one. Yeah, Fletcher Bully, eh? doing Fletcher yeah. Bully things. You can't call him that because you, you support him. Um, I know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. being a brand. Mitch Moses, um, yeah. another good game. Um, everything he should have done in Origin, he um, he did here. So, um, yeah, well done, well done on that. Um, next game, Panthers defeating the Knights twenty to twelve. Yep, uh, was four tries to two for the Panthers. Dylan Edwards, Tyron Peachy grabbing two, Jamin Salmon grabbing the last try for them. Two tries to the Knights. Kalen Ponga, Jackson Hastings. Yeah, um, with no Origin players, uh, the Panthers were expected to struggle by many, but we both picked them um, regardless. Um, wasn't their best performance by any stretch, but um, they had a 90% completion rate, um, mm. and they just grinded the Knights out of the game. Um, got themselves set up really nicely for the run to the finals. Yep. Um, you kind of say that every week about them, though, can you? Yeah, you do. You do. Um I sort of thought without all their big guns, they they still find a way as as they s somehow manage to do so often. Um, yeah. They're extremely professional, so I don't really find it a surprise, to be honest. I feel like they've got such a good setup that when a player or two drop out, they, they seem to fill the gap, next man up sort of mentality and fill it seamlessly. Everyone stays in, in the systems and they just find a way. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think despite their 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 missing Cleary for the next few weeks and their missing players with this weekend just gone, I think they'll still keep marching towards the finals. Yeah, and your take on the Knights? Yeah, I think I don't know if anybody caught this during the week, but I think Christian Welch said it said it best to Craig Bellamy in their press conference. Uh, he said, "How did the Knights lose? The Panthers didn't have anybody." Um, so. I kind of echo his thoughts, you know, pretty poor outing from the Knights. And 
he, from their big players too, like Ponga, I uh, felt like he was definitely off. Um, and I feel like they're playing a bottom nine brand of footy right now. So yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see them stay there for the rest of the year. Yeah, I've kind of got more of the same. Um, I thought they started well, um, but they just made too many errors, um, which prevented them from taking control of the match. You know, they only lost by eight, but um, they could have nabbed a few more tries in there if they just knew how to hold onto the ball. Um, mm. A few bright moments in the game, you know, they had like little little glimpses of stuff they can do. Problem is they don't do it all the time. And if they mm. want to climb that ladder, they need to be more complete. I see, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Jacko, he's kind of mentioned um, O'Brien's a dead coach crawling to oblivion. Yeah, yeah we've kind so. of been saying, I think we were even talking about it last year, that O'Brien probably needs to be moved on. I thought he was more a chance of getting sacked than um, Holbrook, that's for sure. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, they're not playing like a top eight side right now. So, um, yeah, see, see if that changes in the next couple of weeks. Your player to stand out? Yeah, I think we're going the same way here again, but couldn't really ignore Tyron Peachy without um, without so many big gun origin players resting resting for the match. I thought he stepped up big time. He was, he's, he did it all in this game. Yeah, um, I had the same year. Tyron Peachy thought he did really well out there. He, he's kind of just being used as that um, utility. We'll throw him in when we need him. And um, yeah, did a great job um so yeah well done to him we'll move on to the next game um storm defeating manly 24 to 6. it was five tries to one for the storm jerome hughes jonah pezzett uh big nass nelson asofa solomona and xavier coates grabbing two tries only the one try for for manly was haumole olokuatu um yeah um Pretty pretty easy win for the Storm, yeah. Yeah, typical Storm performance I got here. We don't even really need to talk about it that much. Um, they strangled the life out of Manly and scored with relative ease. Um, another team starting to build at the right time. That's my new phrase instead of, you know, one of the teams to beat, which Paul, you know, slayed me for a few weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, I think they're building well as well. But uh, your thoughts on the Storm? Yeah, I feel like Melbourne looked to be steadying the ship a bit now. Um, these two teams met a month or month and a bit ago, and I felt like Manly sort of bullied Storm out of the game, and Manly ended up winning that one. But yeah. I, feel, I feel like Melbourne look a different team when Asafa Solomon is getting good minutes. He he seems to add that intimidation factor that that they lack without him on the field. So yeah, I thought he was he was pretty massive in this one. Yeah, and your take on Manly? Yeah, not. Not the greatest times for Manly with Turbo gone for the year. They definitely look far less formidable and, and a lot more beatable without him. So, um, And not many standout players to speak of this week, really, as you can see on the scoreboard. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. another team, I think, maybe bottom nine uh, with a bottom nine destiny. Yeah, um, without Turbo, Manly just lack punch, and DCE can't do it alone, um, as we've seen before. Um, it was more of the same this week. He just, yeah, there wasn't much to offer. Um, it, as you just said, it, it could be the decline of Manly if they can't find some spark. So, mm. um, yeah, it could be another team um, plummeting on the ladder. Um, your player to stand out, I think, for the third game in a row, we've got the same player. 
Yeah, this well, there's been some pretty obvious standouts. Uh, yeah, Big Nelson. I just spoke about him. Yeah, he's massive, um, big, aggressive. Adds so much to this team. Um, yeah. Yeah, I picked him too. Got a try. Ran for 158 meters, and he played 75 minutes, which is massive yeah. for not only a front rower but a front rower the size of Nelson. Mm. Um, so you kind of expect that from your Fanua Blakes and your um, Hazes, who are a bit smaller and fitter than a, a big brute like that. But yeah, massive effort from him. Um, so thoroughly deserved. Um, next game, probably one of the more exciting ones of the round. Um, the Titans defeating the Broncos, 18-12. to 12. Yeah, I'm known as a bit of a Broncos hater, so I really enjoyed this one. Um, was three tries to two in the Titans' favour. David Fafita, Brian Kelly, and Cam Pereira grabbing the three tries. Two tries for the Broncos. Thomas Flegler and Ezra Mam, he grabbed one. I kind of almost felt like that, that was held up, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, had I known the Titans um, were going to sack their coach, I probably would have picked them as um, those teams sometimes show a bit of life after losing a coach. Um, but full credit to them. was a hard-fought win. Um, I think we we're all just waiting for them to collapse in that second half, but they, they showed heart. And um, a lot of tries going both ways that got taken away. Um, I feel like that always happens when Casey Badger's in the bunker. Um yeah. But to credit, I think she got most of those choices right. Um, maybe a few wrong, but um, yeah, busy night for her. Um, but yeah, good to see the Titans, um, you know, actually hold on to a game. Mm. Um, it was close to going the other way, but your take on the Titans. I, I usually bag the Titans for their defense, but I, I can't really fault them here in this game. I felt like they were really up for this game, and Fafita was was on, really on form, and Cam Pereira, I, I, I love seeing him in space. Eh? I, he showed how, how scary his speed is. I've shown the outside. There's, his, his, there's one moment in the game where Cobo showed him the outside, and he absolutely blitzed him down the left-hand touchline for the for his try. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I really liked what I saw from the Titans in this game. Yeah. Uh, man, your take on the Broncos. Perhaps maybe a little bit of an origin hangover for their big players. Uh, they looked a step off the pace for sure. And Walsh in particular just looked frustrated from most of the match. Um, yeah, I, I wonder whether the Broncos might be in for a tough few weeks. They're going to be missing Walsh for three. And Jordan Ricky and Flegler also through injury for a few weeks as well. So um, this, this next period is really going to show what the Broncos are made of. Yeah, definitely. I kind of got some of those. Um, I think they it looked like they just took the Titans too lightly. Um, and when things weren't starting to go their way, um, like I said earlier, they started to lose it. If they want to stay a premiership contender, they need to get Walsh's emotions in check. Um, mm. Maybe he'll learn some, uh, some meditation in this three weeks off or something. Um, but yeah, and they actually have to remember they have to try every week regardless of their opposition. Um yeah, it just looked like they went out expecting to win and didn't know what to do when they got some resistance. Um, your player to stand out, yet again, same player. <laughs> hey, man, I said I was in a big big player kind of mood this week. I was picking mostly front rows and second rows. Um, 
David Fafita. I thought, yep. yeah, he obviously scored a try, set up a try, probably took a try off the Broncos, milking an obstruction. So, yeah. It, also, plenty of meters. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of hit ups. He kind of did it all this game. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you're guaranteed to get three good games out of Fafita every season, and we got one here. So, um, yeah, but it was a great. Uh, he's been. From him. He's been better nah, than that this year. He's been. He's been a lot better this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thought it was a great showing from him. Um, and uh, I'm sure he. It's probably a game he gives a little bit more oomph to. He really likes, you know, beating the Broncos. So, yeah, um, well done. And then next game, um, continuing the trend of my shocking Sunday when it comes to picks, the Cowboys defeating the Rabbitohs 31-6. to Yeah, it was a sad Sunday yeah. for the picks. Look, um, there you go. Yeah. Look at the multi. Not good. So, um, not good. Course, not good. those not watching, Paul's just brought up the multi we did last week. We started well getting the Warriors-Panthers storm right, and then the Broncos and Rabbitohs um, ruined it. So um, the the multi-win eludes us again. As it always does. Um, yeah, the Cowboys gave it to the Rabbitohs here, 31-6. was five tries to one. Murray, Murray Taolangi, Valentine Holmes with two. Uh, Finney Fuyaki grabbed one, and Tom Dearden grabbed one. One try for the Rabbitohs, Lachlan Elias. Yeah, so um, Cowboys continue their recent run of form. Uh, impressive effort here that um, was really won in the low-scoring um, first half. Um, I think they they kind of did the hard work um, in that stage, which allowed them the freedom to play expansive footy in the second. Um, don't think we can count a top eight finish for them um, off just yet. I, I think they if they keep going the way they are, I think they will be a top eight team, um, which I don't think I I think I had already pretty much ripped them off a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, they just need to keep racking up wins. It's as simple as that. But your take on the Cowboys? Um, last time I thought they were back, they ended up conceding 66 to the Tigers. So I'll proceed with caution. But but and, and the Cowboys look this week, this coming weekend. I, yeah, I I feel like the Cowboys look far better of late. I think Origin has played some of their players back into form like like Nanai in particular but they look a threat again so yeah have, having said all that I've probably jinxed them for the next few weeks well there they've got a no games easy but they've got a relatively um easy winnable game this week maybe so mm. we'll see what really happens but um yeah you'll take on the Rabbitohs yeah I, th- I think it was just another another poor game and a pretty poor month from the Rabbits. Um, much like Walsh was in the Broncos game, I felt like Cody Walker seemed to be playing in angry mode, which doesn't normally work out well for him uh, when it comes to his playing form. And and they've got a tough tough task this week coming up this week in Auckland as well. So um, yeah, we'll we'll really see how they're tracking this week for sure. Coming up against the Warriors, who are in form at a sold out Mount Smart. Yeah, um, yeah, rabbits are just back um, to their massive error rate um, that I complained about for most of this year. Um, and when they did manage on to hold on to the ball, they didn't do anything with it. Um, very lackluster effort. Um, typical to see a team get a wake-up call before they play the Warriors. But, yeah, I think heading over on a short turnaround to a packed-out Mount Smart is going to be an intimidating time. 
And I think like what you said um, about Cody Walker, I think that's the key. If the Warriors can get under his skin early on, you basically write him off for the rest of the game. Um, mm. he, he sees red and loses the plot. Um, but player that you um, you picked, again, Jeremiah. I think we were in the same one. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to deny him, mate. Jeremiah Nanai. Had a, actually, there was other players as well. I, I thought Scotty Drinkwater, he's been really great the past few weeks. But, uh, yeah, from when Jeremiah Nanai has come from, the start of this year where he was having like maybe one or two, like two, three runs max per game. Yeah. Um, he looks completely different. And I think maybe the, the faith Billy, Billy Slater showed in selecting him for origin. Yeah, he, he looks different. He looks hungrier and, and he looks back to what he was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, but even hungrier again, like for work. I mean, yeah. last year he was picking up a lot of tries off kicks, but this, you know, now he's taking a whole lot of runs. Um, yeah, dangerous, dangerous guy when he's playing like that. Yeah, I picked him too. Um, backing up from Origin, he got 182 metres, um, not afraid to look for work, which was good to see. Um, moving us to the last game of the round, the Raiders defeating the Roosters 20-18. to 18. Yeah, and it was three tries apiece for the Raiders, Jack White and Albert Hopawadi and Matty Timuko. For the Roosters, two tries to Joey Manu and one to Lindsay Collins. Uh, really, it was two penalty goals for Jared Croker. Um, the goal kicking, the difference. Yeah, um, strong first half from the Raiders. Um they were physical and relentless with the ball in hand. Um, however, they still had that issue with those second halves and um, need to sort that out as they could have actually let this game slip. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Roosters were coming back with a wet sail and it almost cost them. Um, but yeah, well well done from um, from the, the Raiders here. Yeah, I, I put that it was almost uh, a signature Raider fade. Um, scoring all their tries in the first half hour of the game. Luckily enough for them, a penalty goal in the 56th minute proved to be the difference. Yeah. Um, and your thoughts on the Roosters? Yeah, obviously terrible first half from them. Um, I'm very happy to concede that my premiership winning prediction is way off. Uh, another team looking like they're playing like a bottom nine team. And yeah, yeah. just not looking good. Yeah. Yeah, dreadful effort from the Roosters. Um, they almost got themselves a lucky win, but if they did, they wouldn't have deserved it. Um, Tedesco looks well off pace and was looked more of a liability than a strength, to be honest. Mm. Um, looked, I, I think I was saying it to you during the game, it, it looked like he was just an old man just trying to compete with the young guys, but just yeah. couldn't. Um, it feels like this team's at rock bottom right now, um, if I'm honest. Too much talent in this roster to be this poor um and yeah i don't know what they've got to do to fix themselves but yeah i think the rot set in for this year at least mm. um your player to stand out yeah you just touched on it but for me james tedesco for the wrong reasons not for the right reasons uh just the past few years i'm so used to seeing him produce eight out of ten performances minimum week to yeah. week um just not getting that from him this year. Uh, just just looks different off the pace, um, almost getting in the way, 
people are jumping over him, out jumping him for bombs. We've seen it again here this game. So, yeah, yeah, I, not not the best time for James. So obviously that sort of um, goes into how the Roosters are performing as well. So hopefully he can bounce back. Yeah, my to be honest, I would have. They they've just just extended him too. Remember, so I would have cut yeah. him. Um, they're the best fullback in their team's not playing fullback, and that's Joey Manu. Um, so yeah, I would have just cut cut Teddy loose. But I know there's a lot of people that think that's controversial. But there's a lot of other people saying that seems um, he's either got to give up Origin or just give up playing altogether. I don't know. Um, but my player was the big red machine, Corey Horsburgh, um, mm. getting back on before we go back, going to a forward. Um, but it was another standout for him. Um, and, yeah, I think it more than um, strengthens his chance of actually playing an origin in the next one. You know, he, he got into the squad, but I think he will be playing the 17 um, this week, especially in a dead rubber. Um, it'll be the time for Billy will be like, you've got a taste of what it's like to be in camp. Let's give you a taste of actually getting out there. Um, so yeah, thoroughly well-deserved from the Raiders. Good to see. Um, but that's the round. So we'll bring up, um, I don't know what you got, Paul, if you got tips, ladder, you can surprise me. Uh, we don't want to look at that anymore, Paul. You know, that's a <laughs> horrible multi to look at. Um, the ladder. So, um, I'll go. I, I'll do top eight this time. Um, yeah. So Penrith gone up to number one with twenty four points. Uh, Broncos are second on twenty four. Um, then Melbourne third on twenty four, just being separated by differential. Then fourth and fifth, uh, the Sharks and Warriors on differential as well. Um, oh, sorry, and the Raiders on six, all on twenty two points, separated by points differential. Then the Eels are back up into the eight with twenty points, and Rabbitohs are also there with twenty. Um, sitting at eighth. All right, and the bottom nine shapes up like this. Gold Coast sitting just outside of the eight on 20 points. Uh, Cowboys have now moved up into 10th on 18 points. The Dolphins, Roosters, and Manly are all on the slide, uh, 11th, 12th, and 13th. Newcastle, 14th. Bulldogs, 15th. Tigers 16th and Dragons down to the last place. Smile for that, Brad. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful to see. I was very yeah. happy with that. Um, but yeah, that's um, that is it. So we'll move to the tips, Paul. So uh, Simon and myself both got four out of seven. So Simon's still leading at 80 out of 128. <sighs> I'm 76 out of 128, and then Rich got three out of seven, sitting, falling further and further behind, 74 out of 128. I, I don't know why I do this. <laughs> I don't know why you do it either. But, um, okay, so that will take us to questions. Do we have any questions from anyone, Paul? Um, I guess uh, just from, from Mark from earlier, almost like uh, would. Um, would Kevin Walters want to remove his son from the nine jersey for Hunt? Yeah, he wants to win a premiership. Ooh. I I feel like Billy Walters has done pretty well this year, though. Um, you know, he's he's done sort of he's done his role well, and really, it's Reynolds and Walsh, guys like that, doing the bulk of the playmaking. All he has to do is a 
good solid job at a dummy half. So, um, obviously, you'd move him on for Hunt, but I'm glad we're not seeing Hunt go there. Yeah, and I saw, um, sorry to interrupt, um, Simon's done his tips, but I see he's missed one. He hasn't got the Broncos Dolphins game. So, if he wants to flick us who he's got for that um, yep. to add to it. Um, but yeah, any other questions? Sorry. Yeah, I guess for me, you're talking about throwing guys, giving the guys a, a go for um, in this in this final dead rubber of the of Origin. I mean, does that devalue the jersey? Um, giving guys a um, just just throwing them kind of an easy an easy cap, um, or uh, or should you actually be, um, uh, or, or or is the jersey more important? And uh, should should you even though it's a dead rubber, should you still be picking your your, your top your top teams? Well, I think that's the problem. New South Wales aren't picking their top team as it is. Yeah. So. I I feel like Queensland are going to go all in here and uh, try try and go all out, all out to get the sweep. I don't think a, a clean sweep's been done for a few years. So I think Queensland will go all in. I think, I think if you're New South Wales, why wouldn't you try a few different things uh, for them? It's only they, pride on the line, and and they need few, to win it. I, yeah, well, I think a few people played their way out of a out of a jersey in the first two games. So, for the first three games of last season, um, they played out of it. They just for some reason got picked again because Fitler's an idiot. But um, yeah, so yeah, that I it could devalue the jersey. It depends on who you're picking. Like if you're picking some guy that doesn't deserve. Origin, I think it's developing it, but there are a lot of players that aren't getting the jersey that I think would do better. Um, yeah, and that's what Jacko said. Yeah, guys in blue aren't valuing the jersey, so why not pick ones that will? Um, mm. That's kind of my view on it. And um, yeah, with the Queensland team bar one, um, which is out of hand, I, I think they'll probably pick the exact same team that won in Brisbane. And uh, Richie was saying there that it's been a few years since there's been a, uh, a clean sweep. Um, guys, uh, quick, quick, um, quick quiz. Which year was the last time there was a, a clean sweep and for which team was it? Um, Brad, your year? Uh, 2021, New South Wales? I don't know. No, I, I, it goes back further, I think. I, it has to have been Queensland in that dominant period. I don't know, 2010. Oh, and he nails it. Well, well done, yeah. Richie. 2010, 3-0 yeah. to Queensland. Um, the See, previous I, one I, that, though, was year two was 2000 to New South Wales. So, they, they, yeah, clean sweeps are, are like hen stick. They, they really are something to, um, uh, to, to, uh, to go after and to uh, and celebrate. Well, it's because mm. it's, usually, um, it's usually set up to always be a, a decider in the third one. Um, the NRL try to do that to make their extra money. As we talked about a few weeks ago, Paul, the amount of money they're going to lose in the dead rubber is um, is not good, so they never want that to happen. So they usually, um, you know, coax decisions to go the right way. But thankfully... Um, yeah, it was twice this century. Year. I mean, there, there, was, there was a draw. Actually, there's been one draw this century as well. Which year was that? I don't know. Yeah, pass. 2002. I'll oh. see it. I was too young then. I was I was all about the Warriors <laughs> yeah. going yeah. to win their first grand final in 2020, uh, 2002. Absolutely. Um, any other questions from anyone, Paul? Uh, no, and that brings to the end my, uh, my my quick quiz. 
um, for uh, oh, yeah, the um, origin quiz. Um, I guess um, just one thing I was going to point out, I don't know if, whether it's point out or whether it's a question, but um, looking at the Warriors' next um, five games, they play the Sharks, um, the Raiders, the Eels, um, the Rotos, and the Titans. So basically all the teams that are around them over the next five games. The next five games is a really important uh, block of games um, for the Warriors. Um, and then after that, it's 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 all lower lower teams. They don't have any of the top three left to play again. Um, but um, so yeah, over the next five games, those very important block for the Warriors to where they'll appear, where they'll finish in the top eight. They've been making a, a big um, a big statement. But um, how do you think it's going to go? I, for me, the games that would worry me out of that block would be the Sharks, the Eels and Rabbitohs. Um, maybe on the lesser side, the Rabbitohs, given the way that they've been playing. But um, I think we'd want to jag at least one or two of those games and then we're into games that we definitely should be winning. They need at least three out of the five. Um, Sharks are the one I'm worried about. The Eels, they're always dangerous, but we're playing them that week where all the Origin players are gone. So uh, yeah. um, we are potentially playing them without Mitch Moses. Um, so, and who knows, you might even get like a Gutho gets a surprise call up maybe. That would be great. Um, Eels, the Eels currently on a five-game uh, five winning streak, by the way. Mm, yeah. Uh, by the um, but they have to play over here, which will be another sellout, I imagine. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's hard. it's the cliche. Every game is important. They need to just keep winning. That's yeah. With how true. tight it is in the ladder, um, you know, um, they're sitting two points away from the ninth place team right now. So, um, and I think Simon mentioned as well, Warriors games on TV three on Friday night, um, starting seven thirty for a kickoff at eight. So, um, good to see. It going on free to air again for those that can't get a ticket to the the hottest show in town. Um, but yeah, your question for me, since Paul derailed us, Richie. Okay, my question for you: um, with Walsh to miss Origin three, who would you select to play Game three at fullback? Now I'm assuming what Ponga said that he he remains unavailable for Origin to concentrate on the nights. So, assuming that. What would your selection be there? It's going to be interesting because that week where all the Origin players miss footy, the Knights have a bye. So he wouldn't miss a game technically if he backs up. So it would be interesting to see if he changes his whole I'm not playing um, thing. I, I'm going to stick that he's going to be a man of his word and not magically come back. I mean, Jacko mm. mentioned the Eels games in Aussie. My bad. Um, um, I think Hammer will um, go to fullback because he's already been in camp. Um, so I think you can do it by you put Hammer at fullback and you bring Dane Gagai back into the mm. centres. Um, or you leave Hammer in the centres and you bring someone in like AJ Brimson. Yeah. Um, maybe. But I feel like Billy is going to go with someone that's already been in the camp and have to bring in someone who's got experience at that level. Um he, like you said, I think uh, Jacko mentioned it earlier, Billy will want uh, a clean sweep on a CV. So um, I I think it might go that way. Um, but time will tell. He, he seems to be um, a pretty good operator when it comes to selecting a team. So 
whoever mm. he picks for sure. Um, mm. And yeah, Jago said um, Brinson will get in. He's been in camp. Yeah, um, that might be the the best way to do it. Less disruption, just one one for one, and keep everyone else the same. Um, either way, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, but what about you? Have you made, thought about it? At yeah, all? yeah, I did, and that would have been the way I would have went. Uh, least amount of disruption. Hammer's been killing it in the centres. Uh, just bring in Brimson, who was 18th man there. So, yeah, yeah, which is probably what they're going to do. Um, I just like to see that guy back. He, he always plays well in Origin. But yeah, he does. He does. All right, my question for you: um, putting it all on the line right now, Richie. Um, recording for the world. Will the Warriors end the regular season in the top four? I think we're very well set up to do so. Um, just like we were talking about that block of games um, just a couple of minutes ago, I, I feel like if we if we win, a, you know, those tough games like the Sharks, the Eels, etc. I think, if, yeah, if we can ice a couple of those games, I think we're well set up to. But I know you're going to want me to spit out rather than sit on the fence. So I'm going to say, yeah, I feel like we'll finish third or fourth. Yeah, uh, I'm going, yeah, I, I reckon they beat the Sharks, Eels, Rabbits. They're a top four team. They lose two of those games. Um, I think they'll be sixth. Yeah, yeah that's um, fair. And Paul's just uh, making fun of me saying preseason, we're talking top eight, and now we're talking top four. Preseason, I was talking 10th. Yeah. I had, so. I had predicted the Warriors as 10th, so um, yeah. it's, it's just going that well. It all depends, yeah, those those are the three key games, um, Rabbits, Eels, and Sharks. Um, so the, the plus on our side for the Sharks, though, Richie, is Sharks can't beat top eight teams, so we're yes. in the top eight. So, And we have a lot of home games in the home stretch. And we do. We've got a very, I don't want to say soft run, there's some very favourable games towards the end after that hurdle of those, those three games. So mm-hmm. um, as long as they keep winning, um, and, yeah, like Jacko said, at least we're not bottom four. Um, yeah, at least we're not talking about, you know, potentially um, combating S- for that spoon. Sack but, the coach, sack this guy, sack that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it could um, be a lot worse. So we'll go into round 18. So um, we'll talk about the Warriors-Rabbits first. If Paul can bring up my pretty little picture. Um, so um, I'll let you uh, give us our Warriors lineup. Yep, uh, fullbacks, uh, CNK, as always. Wingers, DWZ and Marcelo Montoya. Centre pairing remains, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey. Half, half pairing remains, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson. Front row, Adam Fenor Blake, Bunty R4, Wade Egan. Um, edge back rowers, Jackson Ford, Josh Curran comes in for suspended near Corey. And the lock is Tohu Harris. Interchange bench, Dylan Walker, Mitch Barnett comes back from suspension, uh, Bailey Cernan and Tom Ali. Yeah, and then for the Rabbits, we've got um, Black Taff at fullback. Uh, the wings, Alex Johnston and Richard uh, Kenner. Centres, Isaiah Tass and Campbell Graham. Uh, halves are Cody Walker and Lachlan Ilias. Front rows, Tavita Totola, Damian Cook, and Hami Silly. Second row, we've got uh, Keon Kolomantangi and Michael Chikam. And then the captain at lock, Cameron Murray. And then the bench, we've got uh, Savili Havili, uh, Shaq Mitchell, uh, Davey Mowell, and Thomas Burgess. Um, 
So we can bring Paul in because this is so Paul's Paul's left the building. I can see on his little screen at the bottom he's not even there. Um, <laughs> that um, that's a uh, Latrell Mitchell away from being pretty much full strength almost. Uh, that is still a very still it's a, a dangerous team. It's a very dangerous looking team on paper. Um, and they'll be hurting after that loss. So it, it's going to be tough. But I'm back in the Warriors, so I've picked the Warriors here. I think. They're, they're on a bit of a roll, packed out house. Um, it's an intimidating place to be on a Friday night. So, um, yeah, I've gone with them. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be a bit of a, a hard battle. Yep. So I'm, I definitely expect it to be a hard battle. I'm picking with my heart. But I think for the first time in a while, the heart's sort of aligning with the head uh, when it comes to the Warriors. So... Uh, yeah, I feel like at home, in front of a sold-out crowd, I feel like we can get the better of them. Yeah, and um, like Jacko said, uh, cut out a few unforced errors and loose passes, then just play our own game, and we beat a struggling Rabbits by at least 10 score. Um, may depend on weather, for, as the weather forecast ain't great. Yeah, weather's not going to be pretty, uh, which is going to be great for myself and Paul, who um, is finally joining the dark side and coming to a league game. Um I've so, been to a league game before, but it was just a um, a real one, a real one, not a real one though, not not a, a World Cup game that doesn't matter. A Warriors game on a Friday night at, on Friday night at Mount Smart, it doesn't it doesn't get those, better. Those tickets are gold now. There's people asking, willing to sell their children for a ticket to this game on Facebook. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, but, so we'll be there, um, and uh, therefore I'm going to get. Um, so do look out on the uh, New Zealand Sport Radio, um, have a look, look at our reels because uh, we'll be, uh, I'll be getting little videos with Brad um, at uh, sort of pre-game and halftime with how things are going and uh, just generally give you a kind of little bit of a, a, um, uh, a kind of a sort of video diary um, of my day up to, um, uh, up to the game uh, and uh, watching it with Brad uh, at Mount Smart, as you say, for my first ever NRL game. Yeah, it's something Paul has wanted us to do for the other road trip games, and he's never been able to trust Richard or myself to do videos <laughs> on our, our trips. So he's decided to do it himself. Um, there was the Wellington and Napier trips. He was hoping for some footage, and it never happened. Um, Sweet FA. Sweet yeah. FA. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it'll be good. Be good. Um, be a good night. And um, you've got Paul. Come back. Come back, Paul. You're, you're, this is the part where you're on the show is uh, Simon. So what did Simon pick for this game? Um, what did Simon pick for? Uh, the, um, yeah, we're going for we're going for the Warriors um, on this one. Look, um, Rabbitohs on a one and four um, run at the moment of their form, whereas the uh, Warriors on a three and one run um, is the form book over the last five weeks. So clearly Warriors, the form team, Rabbitohs in uh, yeah, a bit of a slide at, at the moment. Yeah, so then that will take us into the rest of the round. Um, so if you can bring up that pretty slide. I, I thought you were going to ask that first before I came, before, before I came back, you see. No, because we already covered it. So um, <laughs> the first game tomorrow night, we've got Sharks-Dragons. Um, as is always, I picked the team that's playing the Dragons, so I'm going with Sharks. Yep, Sharks-Dragons are going too poorly. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, the, 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 the flames from the Dragons isn't, isn't going to work in the water. It's going to put that out. So uh, clearly this is a Sharks, um, a Sharks win. Uh, look, I mean, also, um, I mean, the Sharks aren't in great form at the moment. Two and two is their um, 
uh, is their record. Um, but um, at the TAB, $1.11 versus $6.60 for the Dragons. Yeah. Sounds about fair. So yeah, shots. And then, then the next game was the Warriors-Rabbitohs, where we all picked Warriors. Um, the final game on Friday night is Storm-Panthers. Um, a hell of a game there. Um, yeah. I've gone with the Storm. Um, <laughs> it's a home game um, and no Cleary. That's really all I put it down to. Um, you could flip a coin on this one, which is kind of how our tips go anyway. Yeah, I, I'm going Storm as well. We'll try, that's why I'm showing disappointment. I thought you might pick Panthers spread, but yeah, these ones are always close, and Cleary not being there might be the might be the deciding factor. Yeah. Well, this is uh, clearly what's going to bugger up the uh, the, um, the multi straight away then, because uh, yeah, Storm again for Simon um, here um, with this one. Even though the Panthers four and one. Um, and also the Storm 4-1. and So both teams in form um, at the moment, obviously at the top end of the uh, the table, on the same number of points, having played the same number of games, only split on points difference at the moment. So, yeah, you say, should be a cracking one. Um, if you're looking for the uh, the slight edge, the Storm in 6-2 and two at home, whereas the Panthers are 5-3 and three on the road, maybe, so yes, maybe that's the uh, the difference there. But, yep, definitely going for the um, going for the Storm. Yeah, the first game on Saturday, we've got Raiders-Titans. Um, I've gone with the Raiders. It's going to be an interesting game. Both these teams are kind of renowned at falling apart in the second half. So uh, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see what happens there. But um, I'm going with Raiders at home. Um, it's, a, it's a hell of a place for a team like Gold Coast to have to go play. Yeah, I was just going to say this. This could be the worst second half of all time. Um, <laughs> but Raiders at home, they're normally normally tough to beat at home. Okay, so whoever's winning at half time goes on to win the game. <laughs> yeah, you know I think so. Yeah. Um, so we all um, win Raiders there. Yeah, also going for the Green Machine. Um, Raiders yeah. three and two, um, Titans two and two. So both, I mean, neither of them on sort of both average form at the moment. Yeah. Um, next game up is Cowboys Tigers. I've gone with Cowboys. Um, they're kind of hitting their straps now, and they should do away with the Tigers, who are still patchy as always. Yeah, they yeah, no Brooks, no Coruscant. Cowboys want revenge for the last time these two teams met. So, Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. I mean, the second strongest favourites of the weekend, a uh, dollar seventeen um, for this one. But uh, yeah, just remind you as to what happened in the uh, the last time these two sides met, Richie. What was the score again? Sixty-six to. What did the Cowboys get, Brett? A couple of tries. Mm. I think they got a couple. Was it sixty six ten or something like that? I, I know the Tigers got eight? six. Yeah, something like that. What was it, Paul? Do you know? You got no, it I am just, um, I'm just searching for it now because I, I thought you thought you had it. Um, we had, had 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 told us it what it was before. Um, so yes, so one of the few. Um, uh, yeah, six six eighteen. Oh, eight, eight. See, I knew there was an eight in there somewhere. So um, yeah, so the biggest win obviously of the season for the Tigers, um, but. Um, so, yes, yeah, so don't rule this one. This, maybe this is the uh, the multi-killer. Yeah, maybe. Um, next game up, uh, final game on Saturday, Broncos-Dolphins. Uh, I'll go on with the Broncos. Um, no Walsh, but um, I still think they've got a better squad than the Dolphins right now. Sean O'Sullivan and Jeremy Marshall King back, which should make the Dolphins better, but maybe O'Sullivan's a bit scratchy after that time injured. But, um, mm. yeah, Broncos at home. They should get the job done. Yeah, no Walsh, no Flegler, no Ricky. So three mm. pretty big players out. 
Um, I think it could be close, but I'm going to go Broncos. Yeah, look, Broncos second in the table currently, um, and the Dolphins have lost half of their games this season in the last five games. They lost four in the last five. So, yeah, it's got to be Broncos. Yeah, going for a big multi here. So. Oh, yes, I'm <laughs> that. This is my... <laughs> First game on Sunday, we've got Bulldogs Knights. Um, I've gone with the Knights. Um, I've just got a bit more of a faith in them right now out of these two teams. Um, so yeah, I think the Knights will try to make up for that that performance last week with a win here. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, I know. I, I'm not going to catch up this way, but I I got don't have a lot of confidence yeah. in the Bulldogs. You don't catch up if you pick the wrong team too, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, 14th v 15th in the table. Um, if you're looking for one to, uh, for, for the lowest quality game of the round, um, this one this one could be it, along with that um, second half showing we were talking about earlier. Um, uh, Bjorn points out, yeah, is it an away game? Is it in the Gabba um, for the... For the um... That is true. Um, every game's a home game for the Broncos, though doesn't matter where they play. It's a home game. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting watching the game at the Gabba. Um, so, yeah, Bulldogs' um, Bulldogs teeth are just going to get blunted against the uh, armour of the Knights. Yeah, and then the last game, Seagulls-Roosters. Um, I've gone with Seagulls. I know I just tore them to shreds saying they're rubbish without Tommy Turbo, but the Roosters are rubbish. I, I can't. I, can, I got done dirty by picking them last week, so I'm not doing that twice. Well, I'll go the other way then. This is this is the game where it'll be different. We can't go for a we can't go for a full house for the multi. So Richie's going for the uh, the roosters in this one. The roosters. So yeah. there we go. I'm increasing my lead on Richie in the in the tips. Um. So yeah. So we uh, we are going for the um the sea eagles um in this one. Um. But um. Who who are slight favourites? But uh, yeah, in two teams. Uh, in an area of the table that you wouldn't expect them to be in, I think, at this point in the season, at 12th yeah. and 13th. Um, both teams are underperforming for the squads they've got. So, yeah, we've got a seven-game multi. Nice. Wow. Probably be over by uh, Friday night. Yeah, hopefully not the Warriors. <laughs> hopefully the Warriors don't do it to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not as confident in our multi <laughs> this time. Um, I'll, I'll try to, you know, take it back a bit because hopefully that means that we will get it. But yeah, Simon also mentioned before we move on to Super League, um, Gab is not really designed for rugby league to watch live and and whatnot. It's yeah, it's yeah. a bit like Eden Park, you know, it's not really a great place to watch, you know, league. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is um, with football happening with the football World Cup. Um, all these, all these league teams are getting pushed aside. Even the All Blacks are getting told to go away. Um, so, yeah, there's our massive multi. Um, so, massive multi, $2 means a return of $29.73 um, if um, if we do happen to uh, have a miracle um, this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're just helping that TA, TAB CEO get another car. Um <laughs> At the moment, so yeah. Um, so that was it for NRL. So we'll move quickly into Super League. Um, 
Um, Catalan's at top of the table um, with 24 points, um, followed by Warrington with 22. And then we've got Wigan, Lee and Salford all on 20 points um, for third, fourth and fifth. Um, so Wigan kind of coming back. They were sixth last week. So they're, they're coming back up the, the ranks, Richie. But uh, round 16 has come and gone over there. Hull FC defeated St. Helens 34 to 6. Um, Leeds put the big the big score. Um 54-0 over Huddersfield, or Huddersfield, sorry. Um, Hull KR defeated Wakefield, 28-12. Castleford defeated Warrington, 23-14. Catalans defeated Lee, 38-30. And then Wigan defeated Salford, 26-6. Not too many surprises in there for me, to be honest. Just the scoreline for Leeds. Yeah, yeah, that was a blowout. Yeah, and then um, round 17 coming up this weekend, we've got Warrington versus Leeds. Wakefield versus Salford, Lee versus Hull KR, St. Helens versus Castleford, Wigan versus Uddersfield, and Hull FC versus Catalans. Um, so another, it feels like another straightforward-ish round. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, uh, see, oh, Simon's just made a comment saying, why is the NRL giving the AFL money to play in grounds? Um it's just due to the um, women's World Cup, yeah. Um, yeah. That's why, um, because they've got the same same reason as the All Blacks are playing at um, Go Media Stadium, um, and it's in a couple of weeks, isn't it, Paul? Um, oh, yeah. Also, the um, Auckland Club Rugby uh, Finals would normally be in part with that. They're having to move them out to uh, Papatoto, I think it is. Um, right. for, for that as well, so yeah, so it's so, uh, you're not allowed, to, there's, there's a total ban on anything else happening at these grounds, um, f- uh, if they're going to host for, for the Football World Cup, so yeah, yeah, which is why, um, that was one of my arguments for why teams facing the Warriors, um, this would have been the time to bring your home game to New Zealand, um, but we've got stadiums filled up at the moment too with the, the same thing, but yeah, anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? No, just nice to be back chatting with you guys. I, I missed it last week. I still want to yeah. catch up. I've got your guys' um, show from last week queued up in my car. I haven't played it yet, so I'm going to give it a Honestly. listen. But good to be You're back. Take notes. Got to take notes on how to be a host because um, Paul knocked it out of the park. So, he is um, very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all from me as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on Rugby League. Tune in the show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Um, just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, welcome back again, Richie, and cheers for joining us. Um, and thank you, Paul, for the work you did in the back. And good night, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 